0: Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's uh, that's the enthusiasm for the movie we're reviewing today and Jared. Hello. And we just got finished watching 1986's Cobra, starring Sylvester Stallone, Brigitte Nielsen, wearing a wig, and Rennie Santoni, and this is the first in our Stallone Cops double feature. This movie was directed by George Cosmatos, who also directed Rambo, but it's largely attributed to Sylvester Stallone as having directed this, that he kind of... Uh, overrode George on a lot of things. Shocker. Yes. Uh, This movie, whoa. It has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a $25 million budget and was regarded as kind of a failure, even though it was the second biggest opening weekend of that year with 12 million dollars it was behind only star trek 4 the voyage home damn that's the one with the
1: whale what a shitty time for movies
0: (laughs) obviously stallone is playing a cop this is our stallone cops double feature did you know that Stallone was originally signed to play the lead in Beverly Hills Cop? And he worked on the screenplay to make it more action-packed. And then when he left that project, he took that material and funneled it into Cobra, this movie. So,
1: so he saved Beverly Hills Cop by leaving it? By,
0: by leaving it, yes. Stallone, how do you guys feel about Stallone in general?
1: Dude, It is blows my mind how, like, because I love Rocky, right? And Rocky's great. It's an Academy Award winner picture and then you know Rampo's good and then after that it's just like his sh- career gets shittier and shittier I like that arm wrestling movie though but
0: yes over the top I wanted to do over the we have to do over the top someday yes
1: by the way do you know over the top is like a uh, cult in Russia like people in Russia like think that's like a really legit movie it inspired an arm wrestling movement
0: <laughs> oh my god that will be great we'll- we have to review over the top because it's surprisingly not a terrible movie it's actually done really well but it's crazy it's lunacy that movie but yeah i agree with you right rambo uh rocky obviously great and then all of a sudden he just starts churning out this Drek like cobra
1: also, he looks retarded without those sunglasses.
2: <laughs> that is true. There is something... Well, because he does the growth hormone, so his his head is oh. is nuts. He looks like when the bad guy in the mask gets a hold of the mask <laughs> and puts it on. That's the shape of his head. It's a little squared off at the top. As an Eagles fan, when the Rocky music comes on, I get hype. Okay. I love when you go to the games and you watch while they're getting ready to announce the players you see bits of the movie and then there's bits of the actual players that's all great do i like to watch rocky movies not really no not even rocky no.
0: 3 oh, oh rocky, 3. rocky just... 3 was a journey <laughs> Yeah, that was Mr. T. Yeah.
1: You don't like Mr. T's speech to Rocky? You ain't nothing, Rocky. You ain't nothing. You're a fraud.
0: Aaron, if you don't say yes, he's going to do the whole speech. So just say yes, please.
1: Yes. Yes. I (laughs) love that,
2: actually. I listen to that before I go to bed. (laughs) Just to keep myself humble.
0: Oh, you want to feel denigrated before you go to bed. Nothing. Yeah.
1: You piece of shit. Now go to sleep. The only thing I don't like about Rocky Three, and this pisses me off about people, is they think that Survivor's Eye of the Tiger is the montage music. Fuck you.
0: So annoying. (laughs) Oh my god, this is an awful transgression that people have made. What is the montage music, if not Eye of the Tiger?
1: Getting higher.
0: Oh, okay. And I of the tiger is just.
1: Higher. Oh yeah, yeah, that's
0: right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting
0: like a little chill running up my spine just even hearing you hum it yeah it really does inspire you to want to go out and i don't know exercise
2: i just don't understand why the nfl wouldn't want the eagles to win more super bowls because that music is just
1: i mean come on guys
0: i don't even remember hearing it at the super bowl or anything the one that they won
1: well here's what happened so the drunk people and people eating horse shit they kind of overwhelmed any kind of music that was playing, you know? And then, you know, 40-year-olds climbing over fences and stuff. I think I think that sound kind of cancelled out any kind of music.
0: This is true. I think less about the Rocky music than I do about the people eating horse shit after the victory. That's why I want to see Guaranteed, more. Guaranteed,
2: everybody and their mother that is an Eagles fan after... I can't believe I just said everybody and their mother. I don't even know when the last time <laughs> is I would have used that terminology. This is what's <laughs> happening to me in quarantine. Every Everybody and the mother, who's an Eagles fan, every single person got their little cell phones out and put their own Rocky music on.
0: Now, it's a shame that they were so fixated on playing this Rocky theme music and none of this music from Cobra. Like the music I'm thinking of uh, Angel in the City during the photo shoot with Brigitte Nielsen, where she is inexplicably posing with robots, (laughs) which... (laughs) Alone makes this movie somewhere in Stallone's top 10.
2: I have to say, seeing Brigitte Nielsen made me feel really worried about what my future looks like because I had never really seen her young. Like I looked at some pictures, but to see her walking and talking, um, she, <laughs> oh,
0: she was doesn't do really... that anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was so pretty. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And look at her now. And it's like, you know, obviously from partying, which I also enjoy doing. (laughs) And I just shudder to think what I'm going to look like because my jumping off point isn't her jumping off point.
0: So Okay. (laughs) How far
2: down will I slide?
0: Right. She's on the high dive and and you're – I get what you're saying. But she looks stunning in this movie because I only know her really from a flavor of love and I was not smitten with her. When I was exactly. seeing her there. And so to then see, this is only really the second time I've seen this movie. She's actually wearing a wig in here. But I think the wig looks much better than her short hair anyway. I think the wig helps uh, her.
2: Yeah. I don't think that short hair
0: looks good at all. Especially now.
2: Yes. And I do wonder how a person could go from now, while I don't find him attractive, he's not my cup of tea, but she was obviously shag and Rocky. Then she went to shag and Flavor Flaves.
0: Was that the timeline? It was Stallone, two flavor oh, Flav, Or no. were the, there had to be intermediaries, right? No, 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 uh, no oh, there, there were there's plenty. There's yeah. Below. Okay. <laughs>
1: this is Stallone that, you know, pose and play girl.
0: Yeah. uh, Okay. So
1: you.
2: I bet you, like back then in his Cobra days, you probably would have had a good time with Sylvester Stallone.
0: Oh, I imagine. I mean, the some of the stuff that I was reading is him on set. He was just such an egomaniac. And just showing off for the crew and grabbing Brigitte Nielsen's ass and 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 all of this, but but they also said that he has a good Sexually sense of humor. Sexually
2: harassing the young girls. Well, on no, sex. I think
0: I think I think they were they were an item. They were together. They were married. Oh, they were married during this movie. Yeah, yeah. But he's still kind of groping her to show like this is mine. This is my bitch. Honey. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm Dada. Dad.
0: They also said he has a good sense of humor. And I kind of get that vibe off of him, no matter how egomaniacal he is. And in this movie, it is almost like a portrait of egomania. Like the way he is shot and to know that he was essentially kind of directing this movie and to see how he's portraying himself, it's cringeworthy. Like you see yourself as this kind of person And it's funny, but at the same time, I'm wondering, like, how much of this is he kind of taking seriously and sees himself as, which was distracting for me, this viewing.
2: Oh my gosh. This movie was a fucking pile of
1: shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: it was so much fun though. And it was there were so was some, it I thought so. I mean, I, I bought this movie for this viewing because I'm like, I've seen this once, first time I rented it, and this viewing I'm like, this is fun enough that I could see watching this again in the future. It's a Okay, good
2: time. so wait a minute. Let's take a break here. <laughs> you had seen this movie before you recommended this to
0: us. Oh, absolutely. This is a great movie you for us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, come on. The Zombie Squad and his partner. Uh, did you guys recognize his partner? Yeah. He's from um... Oh... He's an asshole in a movie. I'm talking a TV show that has come up recently. Oh, is he from Twin Peaks? Oh, no, he's not from Twin Peaks, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> he's Poppy in Seinfeld. He peed on oh. Jerry's couch and he kneads the dough without washing <laughs> his hands after going to the bathroom. That's Poppy. <laughs> so this movie can also be in the same cinematic universe as Seinfeld and Showgirls.
2: Oh, good Lord. Don't ever put Seinfeld and showgirls in a category together ever again.
0: I'm sorry, but I I have to because.
2: Well, I, I don't like what you're saying.
0: <laughs> you don't have to like it. it I don't like the what fact you, where you're it's going it's true. With this?
2: I won't stand for it.
0: <laughs> I want. Oh, it would have been great if Jerry dated Elizabeth Berkeley at some point in the show. That would have that would have just been the best. Um oh, what's the deal? Why do you eat your green beans weird? I gotta break up with her, George.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. I'm telling you, Jerry. Okay, all
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was our Seinfeld intermission. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming back. Uh now, Aaron, what is it about this movie that you didn't like? Was it the low body count? Because we only had a body count of 52, 41 of which were killed by Cobra himself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I guess it must be the whole... What the fuck is the movie even about?
1: Oh, yes. What
2: is the plot to this movie? Ooh. What There's no, I mean, I read the synopsis where it's, they're trying to like cleanse the uh, the herd. Is that basically what the-
0: uh, Oh, you're talking about the New Order?
2: Yeah, the New Order. Yeah. We don't get into any details about what the New Order really is.
0: Oh, excuse me. I think we do. We know that they have a pension for axes and they like to stand around an empty warehouse houses and clang them together <laughs> That's- yeah yeah Dude, that scene with the guy in his tie and- <laughs> we- yes I, yes. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> the, the accountant that they've uh, re- apparently recruited who also likes to clang the axes together uh, the balding accountant was awesome it's like they're a shitty version of Stomp.
2: Um, to me, they were like a grown-up version of the people from Stranger Things in Chicago that you couldn't stand. That's oh, who these people reminded I mean, me of. This movie, just way a group better. of douchebags. Uh, Don't even but invoke season I was, two. I was surprised to see that Rizzo is up to this kind of behavior. I'm
0: sorry, who's Rizzo?
2: Wasn't that Rizzo that I saw? Wasn't that Stalker Channing?
1: Oh, 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 yeah, the um. The lady Cap.
0: I don't know who Stalker Channing is or Rizzo.
2: Look at me, I'm Sandra D.
0: Whoa, no! Still What nothing? are we talking about? Yeah, no. Jesus, Greece. Oh, Greece?
1: Yes, she's Rizzo. Oh, she was also a guest star in Seinfeld.
0: Oh, we got two people, <laughs> two people, <laughs> Seinfeld. For- that is.
2: Jared was like, Cobra's so bad, I'm not even going to fucking
1: talk about it. I'm on Seinfeld now. Here's the thing. <laughs> I just looked in the Wikipedia. I forgot. The, I was going to mention this, too. She was originally supposed to play the female lead on Seinfeld. Who was? Um, the lady cop.
0: The lady cop?
1: Yeah, during the pilot. Her name's Lee Garlington.
0: The, the lady cop who's actually part of the New Order was supposed to play yeah. Elaine Bennis?
1: Yeah, Fuck well, she was going to be a waitress. She's got waitress written all over. They're like, we need a female lead that's relatable.
0: A waitress is not Elaine Bennis.
1: No, but originally the female character was, was supposed to play a waitress, uh, Claire, at Pete's luncheonette. When the series was picked up, however, it was decided that having the female lead can be from such a different social status compared to the rest of the cast would be unworkable. So the character of Claire was dropped and replaced by Elaine Bennis.
2: What? Claire. That's a fat girl's name.
1: Yeah, so they dropped her character.
0: Because this woman playing the the cop who's in League with the New Order, (laughs) she was awful. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) She was going to be on Seinfeld? Oh well, hey,
2: they let the guy on Showgirls.
0: Hey, he's a national treasure. So you wanted to know like what this cult is trying to do. Yes, they're trying to cleanse the world of all the weak people and start a revolution. It's kind of quasi-Manson family, right? They want to, I guess, cleanse the world of the weak so that there can be a revolution and the strong can take over and their way of doing this is to take over supermarkets and hold people hostage apparently (laughs) like what the i don't know what the plan was there
1: wow all right so this movie is like for every you know every cop who like kills an unarmed person this is like their porn
0: yes (laughs) this gets into something that is also very unsettling about this movie this movie The alternate title could just be "Above the Law," right? It's always taking it to jurisprudence after this showdown in the supermarket. There's all this media there.
1: Who's like trying to follow the rules?
0: Yeah, yeah. And Stallone's uh, he attacks the guy who's essentially standing up for human rights with regard to protection under the rule of law. And he talks about how cops arrest the bad guys and judges let them out. I mean, this whole movie is. Some sort of, yes, fantasy where the law is the enemy and it needs to, there needs to just be cop vigilantes like Cobra, who again, He kills 41 people throughout the course of this movie with no repercussions except his car got totaled. And the police aren't going to replace it at the end, even though they told them they'll do anything for him.
1: I like the the end where he handshakes the cop who follows the rule and he just punches him in the face. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: No hard feelings.
0: (laughs) He was the lead in Hellraiser. This could be in the same cinematic universe. So are we gonna do that every time? We gotta stop doing that. I, I say we, we have to stop doing that. It's not me. Doing yeah, it. I know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know to what? The movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are encouraging me or you're you're condoning it in some way. I don't yeah. know.
2: <laughs> I here's what I also okay. He's walking around with the matchstick.
0: Oh, yeah. It's an awesome character trait.
2: I'm thinking to myself, obviously, there's going to come a point in this movie, a climax, where he's going to fire is going to be a necessity and he's going to have it. And that moment never fucking came.
0: No, it just looks cool. And
2: then eventually, (laughs) you know, he's got the matchstick in the beginning of the movie. Uh And then he just stops with
0: it. Yeah. Well, it ran its course. It, It served its purpose.
1: By the way, that matchstick. The director of the film drive loved this movie so much that he included the the toothpick on um Ryan Gosling's character.
0: Well, a toothpick
2: is one thing.
0: Yeah, my, my um grandfather used to chew toothpicks and he would chew them down. Essentially, he would eat them over the course of a day. <laughs> he would eat toothpicks. Sounds lovely. Yeah. So that just tells you a little bit about uh, my familial heritage. <laughs> it kind of answers some questions you may have had outstanding. But, uh, I'm
2: a real boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the matchstick, well, you say he did away with the matchstick. At least he had the foresight to do away with it before he went into the the steel plant
1: Dude, we, I used to have them where, uh, where Aaron and I were, were from, but you yeah. know, they, they took the jobs away from the president that they really like on this uh, movie.
0: <laughs> oh, right, yes. Yeah, because Stallone's got a picture, although it makes sense. He's got a picture of Ronald Reagan in his office, but, I mean, it's a police station. You, you have a picture of the president up there.
2: Also, I love that Stallone's about to get into a, he, in the beginning of the movie, he's about to get into the shootout in the grocery store. Everyone else... On the force just doesn't have the nuts to go in there. (laughs) We got to get Cobra. We got to get Cobra in here. He's the only one.
1: Got to get the zombie squad.
2: So he goes in. He shows up in a pair of tight ass jeans. (laughs) 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 With boots like cowboy boots let's hope you don't have to run
1: somewhere (laughs) while you're in there when you shoot out
0: cobra doesn't run from anybody
1: dude did you like it when he took the coors light and then he just drinks part of it and then throws it
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's wasteful it's like we're not gonna blow the
2: store up that course that coors light could still get sold he party fouled it there's enough destruction going on in here they don't need you adding to it be part of the solution not the problem, Cobra.
0: Well, maybe he just took uh, a sip of the Coors and realized, what the fuck am I doing drinking Coors? This is awful. uh, I'm just going to throw this.
2: Oh, wait. In that same scene, I loved, loved, loved the advertisement for Pepsi. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of product placement.
2: Well, no, that display that was hanging there. Uh-huh. They must have been in stores I mean, I or I imagine that they would have been
0: Yeah, probably But I was just too
2: young to remember ever seeing that But that was so cool Where it looked like the soda was getting
0: poured into the cup I mean, there's that Then there's the big neon Pepsi sign Right outside of his window Of his yeah. Venice Beach condo Venice. That he somehow earns on a police salary
1: uh, Well, actually he, He's the first round gentrifier of Venice
0: Right, I was gonna say You, you schooled <laughs> me on this back with uh, Dogtown and Z-Boys at Venice back at this time yeah you could have afforded it right but Cobra was fine I wonder if Cobra Marion Cobaretti held on to that property I, I, (laughs) I hope he didn't sell it in 89 after the crash
2: once the neighborhood started gentrifying he wanted to get the hell out of there because once you get a gentrified neighborhood you can't just run all willy nilly in the police force you gotta go somewhere where there's so much crime that they're like "All right, whatever you gotta do to contain it once everything is calm He's just, you know, busting people in the face because he wants to. They're in his way at the grocery store and they grab the last box of Count Chocula and that's his favorite.
0: Never mind the grocery store. What about these guys that are just sitting parked in their car? They're parked perfectly fine. And he just. Pulls up oh, yeah. and rams them And this is right out front of his apartment And then treats this guy Who gets out Just shows him up to be a pussy In front of his friends And then this guy <laughs> just takes it And then the next time he pulls up The guy pulls out of his way And then gets out and says hello And it's like in front Dude, of all these people
1: him like
2: he's the Fonz Yeah It shows about his Philadelphia roots there Because in Philly With the parallel parking People oh. <laughs> are mindful of of their park jobs, so that you can fit as many cars as you can on the street. True. It's not like here in California where someone will just park in a spot, not pull all the way back to use all the space adequately. <laughs> so I think that that could just be maybe when he moved to California, it was something that just grinded his gear so much that he had to add it into his movie. It was yeah. more important to have that scene than to have a plot. or anything that we're working toward in the
1: movie
0: so (laughs) this is a great breakdown of what it is so for aaron this is very instructional we should be showing this in driver's classes here in california don't be one of these guys or somebody with the license plate awesome 50 is gonna come (laughs) and make you look like a bitch in front of your friends
2: I forgot about the vanity plates.
0: How did you forget?
2: It's like the first thing you saw, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's before you see his boots. (laughs) And one more thing about the... um... The guy who's parked there with his friends and he gets out and he rips his shirt open. And this is a well-known goof in the movie is that uh, when he rips his shirt open, you can see his mic, his lav mic taped to his chest because the guy was not (laughs) expecting him to rip open his shirt. And they just went with that take anyway. So (laughs) you can see his lav mic taped to his chest in a couple of cuts. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: You know what? You know what's also the best part about the apartment is he gives his, his partner so much shit about eating junk food. The first thing you see him eat is a pizza. That's all he eats in the whole movie is is, is this piece of pizza that he blowtorches. <laughs> he
2: cuts a piece with scissors. Yeah why is he doing
0: that (laughs) because he is he's kind of psychotic i don't know i kind of agree with him he has like this obsession with food but yes i don't know what to make of him cutting the pizza with scissors except to say i don't know moderate your proportions kids because then while he's eating it he's watching a full commercial for toys r us but he has this thing with food throughout the whole movie. You're right. He uh, he tells his partner too much sugar is bad and his partner eats like shit. It is disgusting, right? He's drinking Coke <laughs> and eating uh, gummy bears and it, it's disgusting.
2: Mm, that sounds good.
0: Then uh, when they're at the hospital, after Brigitte Nielsen has undergone this traumatic attack where... The security guard was killed. She had to run from her, for her life. They have this very serious conversation with her. And then there's this comedic banter about the hospital food between Stallone and his partner. It's so fucking weird. He's talking about cheese. It looks like it's some sort of cheese. You can eat it. You can eat it. It's like it's it was so bizarre that to me this that's the moment where I I said that this movie could have been a lot better and it would have fit if it had been directed by David Lynch that is such a David Lynchian moment oh, where my you have God. this you are <laughs> obsessed you a, Jared, Jared am I wrong because you have no, this no, no you're right polar opposite moods piece. just pushed together right where you have you have this very serious trauma that happened to this woman and then immediately followed up with that you hear like the jazz music as now they talk about the food
1: <laughs> it's- yeah if, if, if david lynch directed that that scene would have taken like half the film
0: <laughs> it's true yes it would have been drawn out and i would have loved it so much it would have been great well okay so then t- to finish with the food the scene where brigitte nielsen where they're on the run and she orders the fries and she's squirting ketchup onto the fries yeah. and you're sitting there watching her squirt an entire thing. It's, it gets to the point of lunacy where it's, it's Who funny. Who their fries like that? Nobody. But it's it's hysterical because then when they cut to the close-up of the fries, there's just like a drizzle of ketchup on those fries when they do the the, the close-up.
1: <laughs> the continuity error. <laughs> yes, it's
0: so crazy. She looks like an insane woman squirting all like the entire canister of ketchup onto them. I loved it.
2: I loved like it. I'm a dipper I don't like to put them right on the fries yeah
0: because then you're gonna pick them up right
2: unless yeah like I'm what am I cutting up my fries am I eating them with a fork and a knife
0: yeah you're not Donald Trump eating pizza
2: Usually, I, I just like to use my two pinchies when I eat fries.
0: <laughs> for those of you uh, listening at home, that's Erin's index finger <laughs> and thumb, that what she calls her <laughs> pinchies. <Okay. The> pinchies. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it worked when you're on the video Skype call, but I just <laughs> I was wondering, maybe the hey. listeners are a little confused.
2: No, some of our listeners, it worked <laughs> for them too. So. But you're right. Other people didn't know what pinchies were. Yeah. Some people speak the language.
0: You guys, start. Using pinchies.
2: You guys watch (laughs) Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, that's the takeaway. (laughs) It exists in the same cinematic universe as Cobra and Showgirls.
1: What's the deal with her eating the french fries with her pinchy fingers? It's like a crab. (laughs) I didn't date a crab. I dated a woman. George, you break (laughs) up with her. Kramer comes in. Ah, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. You know, with the pinching. And then Elaine's like, ew. End
0: scene. Just another in, uh, Seinfeld intermission, everybody. <laughs> <Enjoy>. <laughs> Maybe we should backtrack and talk a little bit about the the plot. Okay, so we we get introduced because we want to we share. want to explain it to you, Aaron. Apparently, the police think that this is just a single serial killer who's on the loose, who's been killing these people. And Brigitte Nielsen stumbles upon one crime scene and sees the man and then runs off and then they try to kill her because she saw them. And she's leaving her photo shoot with the robots and then they attack her trying to kill her. And she met oh just- right
2: in the parking garage.
0: Yes, in the
1: parking room, Yeah, that?
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that her? Uh, the photographer? Yes. Or her agent? Somebody was trying to fuck her.
0: Yes, the photographer yeah. who says, "I'd be crazy not to want to sleep with you," which you think could probably be an HR violation, but I don't know. It was the '80s.
2: Oh no, that was fine. He kept his hands to himself. <laughs>
0: But he gets it, and uh, incidentally, this movie was originally uh, an X rating for all of the violence, so there's a lot of cuts here to reduce this to an R, Uh, and uh, we would have seen him get uh, a much more violent death scene, so she escapes this. And then it's after this that she's in the hospital and then the lead guy from, by the way, I don't know why they couldn't kill her in the parking garage.
1: you, You forgot the port, the plot twist, all right, during, during, in the police station. It cuts to the lady cop and she gives a sinister look and then, and then, and then now we know.
0: She's working for the new order.
1: She's the head bitch.
0: Yeah. So they were able to track her down. She knows She says, Get the license plate. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the The license license
2: plate. plate. If it had been Rocky that it got him right away, they'd be like, it's Awesome 50. I got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't even have to keep repeating the series in my head. It's just Awesome 50.
0: You know, it would be nice if everybody had personalized license plates so that it would make it much more easy for these radical murder cults to track you down when you stumble upon their murder. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why when they went to kill her in the parking garage, they didn't bring any guns. They only bring knives and battle axes uh, because they get shot at and then they have to flee. If they brought guns, they were had more people. They could have gotten Brigitte Nielsen. This is the new order. Okay. Yeah, the new order. But then at the end, they have plenty of guns. Oh, yeah. Well, they had to save it for that.
2: They're like, you know what? The Second Amendment right was written... When you had to load a musket and there were cannons, it was not written for you to walk around with an assault rifle. And as a part of the new order, we're not going to use guns like that. We're going to use axes and maybe one of those balls that has a bunch of spikes in it that's hooked to a chain. People swing around their head like a lasso. We'll use some of that shit. Amazing Nunchucks.
0: Oh, nunchucks too. Okay. (laughs) I love it. So uh, they're using, they're relying on battle axes because they have this affinity for the American revolution. I don't recall battle axes back then, but I love it because they're using battle axes, maces, and nunchucks. So they're very, they're, they're taking the best weapons from all over the world.
2: (laughs) Is that called a mace? The, uh, the little ditty that I described?
0: okay but but let's put nunchucks in there too i like it
1: nunchucks need to be in
0: ninja there. turtles yes <laughs> thank you michelangelo <laughs> you're making actually a strong case for the new order right that they're they're kind of on the right side of this whole <laughs> second amendment debate
2: if we've learned anything about me i can always make a strong case for the villain in the scenario
0: it's true you made a very strong case for the rapist in Showgirls. I remember that. You're saying she deserved it. Did Jared? I? Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, did I say that? <laughs> I think you did
0: several times. Uh, Jared and I were appalled. Well,
2: if I said it a couple times, then it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... The
1: guy who plays the villain in this movie?
0: Brian Thompson. I liked him in this movie. I thought he was good. he was very menacing he was he was pretty yeah. scary, and they do this thing to his voice too man he was he was intimidating and he had that badass knife. but I love when he goes to the hospital and he has this very elaborate plan to break into a hospital and then knock out a security guard who's a diminutive Asian man but somehow is able to put on his clothes. And why do they even fit perfectly on this giant? <laughs> yeah. Which kind of begs the question for me, why didn't they just go to a uniform store? Why did they have to kill the poor janitor?
1: I, yeah, dude, I felt bad for the janitor. And then dude, these nurses are so mean to the janitor. You can't use the elevator.
0: Oh, I know.
1: Like, what
2: the
0: fuck? Well, okay, I, I thought that was a, a nice little touch myself, and I was like, wow, I like how they're just having this nurse really give it to the janitor. But then they do a second cut in that scene and she tells him again. again. Again, because it's health protocols, because you had to take the service elevator in a hospital. You can't be slopping around a slop bucket in the same elevator where they're taking patients. So she was she was not wrong. She was right.
2: Oh, yeah. All of a sudden now the hospitals are worried about sanitation and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, this is in a this is a a, a much better time pre-COVID, I suppose but maybe that's how covid spread. But Jared, so you you felt bad uh for the Asian janitor sort of an affinity with that that half of your of your heritage?
1: Yeah, half of me, half of me died
0: when I saw this. <laughs> Racist. Well, let me also share with you this. So originally cast as the night slasher was Al Leong, Al Leong. I I probably mangling that name like a French guy. apologies no <laughs> it's pronounced bill <laughs> yeah yeah it's Out of that's the old... right um but he was cut after an advocacy group objected to casting Asians as villains so there you go good work advocacy group you got him cut <laughs> from a job
1: that's hilarious dude that's like some advocacy group no offense Aaron from San Francisco was probably like you can't have him exist <laughs>
0: So this guy had a job all lined up, but okay, we don't want Asians portrayed as villains in a stupid movie, so now he loses out on a paycheck. Good work. That's crazy.
2: Well, I would be curious to know if there's any old footage of Sylvester Stallone maybe making a few Asian slurs, (laughs) because I wouldn't put that above
1: him. Oh, he oh, he's from Philly, yeah.
2: He's from Philly. You know he definitely called people chink a time or two. Oh, hey. Oh,
1: whoa.
0: Dude, I know. I've been. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, I, I, dude, if someone calls me that, I am impressed.
0: Jared has a great bit where he's talking about the na- – people are so confused by his appearance. They don't know what uh, racial slurs to call him. And then when they get to – what is it? They get to uh, – they get to something. You're like, all right, getting closer, getting closer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I said somebody called me a chink. And I'm like, you know what? Same continent. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just getting closer. I just remember that. Yeah. I don't care if you say racist shit to me. Just try to be accurate.
0: <laughs> well, that, if there's one thing that we do here on this show, it's we, we're all about accuracy. <laughs> so don't worry. I appreciate it. <laughs> Aaron and I... Text have text threads filled with all the different uh epithets about both your Asian and your Jewish heritage. It's all it's I mean, all all I, I'm appropriate. Sure I've been
1: called gook a bunch of times. That's all right.
0: There's yeah, words. a bunch
2: DB has introduced me to slurs that I, I've never <laughs> even heard. It's <before. laughs> like,
0: how can you not enjoy this one? This one's fantastic. <laughs>
1: zipperhead. Hey, how about that? Zipperhead. Why don't we go call him over? <laughs> Is that <what? laughs>
2: wait? So, zipperhead, I had never ever heard that term. Term used as a slur. The first time I heard it was in that Clint Eastwood movie, uh, Gran Torino. He called him a zipperhead, and I was like, what the fuck?
0: Clint Eastwood is an encyclopedia of racial slurs. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some great ones, and he loves to throw them in the movies. It's good.
1: Especially, especially in <laughs> Gran Torino. Holy shit.
0: He likes to put him in the movies, on his dinner receipts. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's old school, you know?
2: He's like, listen, I'm giving him a job, aren't I? I ought to be able to call him whatever I want.
0: <laughs> I think that's a line from Gran Torino. <laughs> uh... Okay, so did you guys understand why he <laughs> – so after he's put on this janitor costume to infiltrate the hospital where Brigitte Nielsen is being held, why he has to go in a killing rampage, killing all these other women? Did that make any sense to any of you And he's hiding under beds and freaking out these women? What is he doing? Like You're wasting time. What
2: is the whole movie doing? What's the whole movie doing?
0: Oh, please. The whole movie is being awesome.
2: Of course he had to go on a murder spree.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he was born this way. Like Lady Gaga said.
2: Jesus loves him still, just the same. (laughs)
0: oh so it's then soon after here and even though I've watched this movie several times now I can't remember how we get to a car chase but then we have the best car chase I've seen in a movie I think this tops even some of the stuff I've seen in Mission Impossible and the newer James Bond movies this one was hysterical I was laughing out loud on my couch watching it this time they are all over the place there's no sense to it all of a sudden (laughs) Stallone's Gar is flying out of the second story of a parking garage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And that old piece of shit as soon as it landed, it's probably got like I don't know if I'm going to say the right thing here, but I feel like what I'm trying to say is like there's no suspension. Okay. I mean, is that's is that something?
0: I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If you're like jumping out of a garage as a car.
0: Oh, I mean, it's going to total. That's a heavy car too. I don't know how they did that, but they. I mean, that's a real stunt that they pulled off, and they. So the car that he pulls up in, you know, at the awesome 50 is, um, that is Stallone's actual car. It's a Phantom Mercury Phantom, I believe. I should have written that down.
1: Oh, I love how. Oh, he has his car in the fucking movie
0: yeah it's a great classic car but then they had three others or maybe two others three in total uh that they used for these stunts to get like shot up and explode and collide with a boat somehow over in marina del rey
1: awesome five O. Five O is the cops so he's like the awesome cop, oh awesome oh, is- <laughs>
0: oh jared there's the five O. <laughs>
2: Well, that's good, too, that the cop is just announcing it right out there in the open. This is a cop.
0: This is my undercover car. Sort of like Miami (laughs) Vice driving around in uh, Lamborghinis and shit. Or is that not uh, Miami Vice, but Magnum P.I., right? He's got the Ferrari.
2: Tom Selleck is a really good looking man. Or he was, anyway. I just caught a, uh, a couple scenes from Three Men and a Little Lady the other day.
0: Are you sure that's not Burt Reynolds? I can't keep those two apart.
2: No, that's Tom Selleck. Burt Reynolds is old, older than Tom Selleck, and he was married to Lonnie Anderson.
0: Oh, okay. They uh, they look so much alike.
2: They both had a uh, a pretty notable stash. Yeah,
0: Would you Eiffel stash. Tower with Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck? Ooh, yeah.
2: I, you know, I don't think I need Burt there. Oh no. <laughs>
1: You don't want Burt Reynolds?
2: Tom Selleck's a player. Burt's in the room. He can hear you. Nah, Burt's a little too uh he's a little too snappy. Makes me wonder why he's like that. I don't think I need him in my Eiffel. You know, Tom Selleck's got a cool breezy way about him. Okay. He's there. Right. I saw
1: Mr. Baseball, you know. He show he shows those Japanese how baseball's done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't use this. He use- he shows them how it's done. Oh, well, <laughs>
0: uh, Don't I, I, cannot, I can't that. keep all these racial slurs in here, especially uh, for your sake, Aaron. I, can't I just to
1: say it for the benefit <laughs> the of magic, three of us. Giving him a hard time because he doesn't want to beat his his manager doesn't want him to beat his home run record in Mister Baseball, and then and then he's got the hots for this woman, and he finds out that that woman is the manager's uh, daughter, and you know he oh. shows him the way.
0: Oh, all trouble right.
1: ensues. He learns the way of Gaffey's Baseball, the MPV.
0: Sounds like another movie we're just going to have to skip.
2: That probably would have been better than Cobra. <laughs> yeah, this
0: movie is a blast, man. This movie is so it much fun. It has
2: one star when I had to rent it on the DirecTV. <laughs> one star. I had to explain to my family what the hell Cobra is doing <laughs> <laughs> on the recorded list. They, they sat me down. They said, we need to have a talk. <laughs> We're worried. Are you okay mentally? Or do you need to talk to somebody? Because we noticed that you rented.
0: Cobra.
2: Called Cobra. <laughs> which stars Sylvester Stallone. And which has one star. Explain yourself.
0: Aaron, we think DB and Jared are a bad influence on you. We've seen you watching some really, your tastes have really plummeted. You're spending hours alone in your I room mean, talking you about these movies. <laughs> I mean, why are you to yourselves? Okay, so going back to, this is like uh, every renegade rogue cop's wet dream, Jared. The police that he works with are so bad that Stallone gets chased out of his apartment one night by a group of people, and he ends up on this car chase as well. There's these people coming after Brigitte Nielsen, and they still insist that he is wrong, that it's only one person. (laughs) And uh, I love it, too, when um, the sergeant tells him, when it's clear now that they have a, a problem on their hands, uh, they still think it's a serial killer. The sergeant tells him, You know, every dirtbag and lowlife in this city. Go round up this guy. And then we get to Stallone speaking to a series of black people on the street, which I think is <laughs> yeah. a questionable cut. I mean, then it turns into then there's a mix, and there's some white people in there too, and some uh, street walkers. But it was kind of jarring. It's like, Whoa, <laughs> hold it, it there. Hold back.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's during the montage with the song uh, "Angel in the City" when Brigitte Nielsen is posing with all these <laughs> fucking robots. It's the worst fashion shoot on film.
1: Oh yeah, it, 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 yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? What is she doing? <laughs>
2: I at least during that scene, I understood what was happening.
0: <laughs> you did? I didn't. I, there's that was a,
2: There's a photo shoot. I don't know. Maybe it's an editorial.
0: An editorial.
2: Maybe it's a futuristic meets supermodel
0: it sounds like uh this podcast has so corrupted your mind that you're now about to go on some tangent about how this is symbolism like i did with showgirls (laughs) like this this uh this this shoot with the robots is all about how all of us are trapped it
2: was an (laughs) avant-garde
0: we're all trapped in this mechanized society and we're all trying to pose and live out our lives and express ourselves but we're confined by these machines that keep us in check and
2: oh I I thought it was an ad for a sex robot oh anything
0: yeah, no. about that
1: but since this movie came out in 1986 1985 is when Stallone did Playgirl so I think he's like coming off this kind of big dick confidence or something
0: you know oh he was in Playgirl actually
1: yeah no I yeah, yeah I um, pull
0: that up. Jared can you can you hold up your copy of this
1: yeah Dude, I, ha- I, I just looked it up on my phone because i was like i gotta mention this because uh my ex-girlfriend's like, she's like i saw a play girl and she got traumatized by seeing salone's cock
0: <laughs> wait who, who did? did
1: my ex traumatized <laughs>
0: traumatized yeah, she,
1: child. She, saw, she, she saw a play girl and she saw his penis and she was like freaked out
0: your ex could never hang out with Aaron. Aaron wouldn't be traumatized by Stallone's <laughs> dick at any age.
2: I would help her get past it and show her that she's being silly.
0: <laughs> it's, it's when uh, Aaron says, Oh, you, you think that's something. When do you see Matlock's dick?
2: <laughs> I wish I could. I bet you that's not recorded anywhere. Oh, dude, it,
1: it's got it's got a police report and everything, man. Uh, you got stretch coat.
2: I'm I literally just typed into my Google search "Sylvester Stallone dick." I want to see if I'm traumatized. Yeah, it's not his dick that traumatized her; it's his goddamn bush.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not pulling this up. There's no way I'm I'm searching this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just found my favorite one. <laughs>
1: I'm looking for it right now.
2: <laughs> you don't have to look. I'm sending it in the group. Oh, no, no, no. You're going to send it to me? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he's got a he's set of nads on him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, you found it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Look at it. Like... <laughs> p- <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture of him writing Cobra. All right. So to listeners, he's standing on a comfortable chair. So he has a pen so to show that he's a writer as well oh dude, wow
0: I Aaron, who is this for who are women finding this sexually stimulating to see sylvester stallone naked with a pen and pad
2: i am not sexually stimulated but i am tickled pink this picture exists <laughs> and i'll tell you who it's for it's for someone like me i'm gonna be sending this shit out this is gonna be my mom's christmas card this
0: year <laughs> you have to do that you have to do that and we have to then share that on the uh on the website that would be great
1: He was smoking the cigarette and then just like walking with the towel like right next to him what's the point of the towel he's just, he's just letting it hang
0: this stallone cop's double feature is gonna be great we're just gonna be googling images of stallone
2: <laughs> Now, what's really <laughs> freaky is He also has one where he's like so shredded and it looks horrifying. It it is frightening. His whole, his body, you know, are you on the one that I'm on? He's like standing by like a jacuzzi or something. And there's just muscles
0: all over. And man, credit. How old was he at this time?
2: At this time, he's old too. Yeah.
0: In 80, in 86, 85.
1: So, so the one in 86, he's not as shredded. But the one Aaron's talking
0: about, I think he definitely did some steroids. (laughs) Oh, God. He did growth hormone. He was born in 1946. So in 86, he was 40. Well, that's not A. Wait a minute. I'm uh, I'm a few weeks away from turning 40. So he's a young man. Young, spry, virile, credit. Being in that shape at, at age 40. That's yeah. gotta be some HGH and steroids, right?
2: Oh, it's guaranteed. He's he's admittedly said he's taken HGH.
1: Did you know I, uh, before this whole COVID thing came in, I got injected with HGH?
0: Oh, yeah. Aaron, uh, Jared was in the hospital for a week as part of a uh, study.
2: Oh, yeah. You did tell us that you were going to do that, a clinical study or something. So
1: they take a needle in your um, stomach. And uh, yeah, that's how you get the HGH. They, they take it right on your chest.
0: OK, but you don't know if you had the real thing or the placebo. That's true. But Jared came out and started breaking shit and started posing nude with a pen and paper. So we're, we're, we suspect it was actually the HGH.
2: I have to say something that I'm seeing here. Uh, I hate to relate the two, but if I'm just looking at uh, Rocky's profile here, forget about his pen and pad and his dick. Just We're just looking from the neck up. Uh-huh. He looks like my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Italian stallion?
0: Yikes. I don't know.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna produce a picture to prove it to you guys, so you can see. I got a profile pic from my dad. It really does look like him. Maybe Rocky's my dad. All right. My dad's got a hell of a dick, dude. Sylvester Stallone's nuts are huge. I can't even get over them.
0: Well, wow. Just imagine how big they would be if he hadn't done steroids. Be like. Yeah. Uh- Two grapefruits hanging out in there. He had to take steroids to shrink them down.
2: Yeah. He was like, Doc, what am I supposed to do with these big ass balls? The doctor was like, I I mean, steroids shrink nuts down if you're interested in something like that. (laughs) I tell you, I'll never get over those nuts.
0: I'll tell you who else didn't get over those nuts is Brigitte Nielsen, because once they're on the run and they're in the cabin together, they consummate their love for each other after brigitte watches him assemble a gun which is very phallic
2: all he was doing was fucking with that gun the whole time yeah he's like i i only have time to eat a small isosceles triangle slice of a pizza (laughs) that i will cut and then i'm building this gun
0: Why does he cut it with scissors? It was so weird. It was great, though. I love it. I kind of wanted to do that. It makes sense if you just have a pair of scissors for food. You could do that.
2: Well, listen, when your daughter gets a little older, I always, because I used to take care of children and I take care of my nieces whenever they, well, they're older now that they can eat an actual slice. But when they're little, you get the scissors and just chop it to shit so we don't have any pizza incidents with choking. Also, your herbs, like when you have to chop like parsley or cilantro. But when you're a grown ass man, uh, I don't think you just cut the tip of the pizza off. You don't circumcise the pizza and just
0: eat the nick. He was going through a crisis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's down to his last matchstick. When they're on the run, did you guys track like where they were going, how far outside of the city they were going? I mean, I guess now the cult is going to leave at night, but then arrive at the cabin, broad daylight. So they drove all through the night <laughs> on these motorcycles with these masks on. Nobody mentions anything. Um, parents are scooping their kids out of crosswalks because oh, it's that dang murder cult coming through again. We got
1: I like how the bikers showed up in the cop. They're like, "All right, in case you were thinking there was a cop, this random fat biker guy just like locks the cop into the uh, police station."
0: It's weird. She and this um this woman who is the cop who's infiltrated...
2: The lead from Seinfeld.
0: Right, Elaine from Seinfeld. She has a tattoo of the cult on her wrist, and she has to then cover it up, like... This is a very bad place to have a tattoo. You know, in
2: 1986, I think that placement of a tattoo could have prohibited you from getting certain jobs.
0: That is a very good point. Yeah, this is 1986. This is before Dennis Rodman really popularized tattoos. Yeah.
2: And she's not only going to she is going to take the chance in getting a tattoo in a very visible place, but I'm going to make it my murder cult.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> to tie me to the case close, uh, more quickly.
0: I'm a cop in LA, where it's often very hot. But I'm gonna always make sure that I'm wearing long sleeves, so they have to cover up this, yeah, this tattoo. that could align me with the cult because it's a symbol that's found all over the place.
2: It's no big deal. They'll just think I'm a heroin addict. Ah, uh,
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs> right.
2: I honestly, I, I don't, I don't know what happened in this movie. I swear to God, I have no idea.
0: The, so yeah, the murder cult wants to kill Brigitte Nielsen. They're all out for her, so they chase her down to where they're hiding out. I don't know why. It's not like she has a really good idea of who the murder cult is. She just kind of saw the one guy. But then it's so stupid because they're surrounding the cabin and they're driving around on motorcycles, shooting into the cabin. Guys, the people are in the cabin are stationary and you're trying to maneuver a motorcycle. You get off the motorcycle, you get on your feet.
2: Why did she have so many people with her, too? I mean, Cobes wasn't enough to just bring her down there by himself. They can't. They, they got a whole police force sitting outside of a grocery store. Nobody can go inside of there. He goes in by himself. Surely he can handle this one, too.
0: Yeah. Wait, it was originally them, right? And then they had to call for backup, right? I
1: guess I think they I, no. It's mean, like terrible. All movies, at this. they all show up at the end, and then you know his partner gets shot up. Gomez, or... he's <laughs>
2: right. They're all sitting out in the parking lot. Like, oh no, because nobody went into the grocery store in the beginning.
0: Yes, it was a hostage situation. Yeah, and they right. It's a hostage Cobra.
2: situation. They get Cobra in there. And now when they have a witness situation, they got to get all these other motherfuckers involved. Like, what are we bringing this bitch along for in the first place? What is her position in this?
0: Well, she looks good. And, um... Oh, you thought
2: Claire looked good?
0: Claire? Who the fuck is Claire? No, I'm talking about Brigitte Nielsen.
2: Claire from Seinfeld. Oh, oh, No, right. I'm, I'm asking why Claire from Seinfeld <laughs> is even on the voyage... Why is she even knowing where they're going? Like, why'd they bring her along?
0: Oh, because uh, the captain, the police captain or something, says that he has to take some other people. Like, she gets put with them. I do remember that. She gets put with them. It's all very convenient that she gets placed with them, and she happens to be the one who's on the inside with the the new (laughs) order so that she can communicate. It's all just, like, you know, convenient plot.
2: All I'm thinking is if we're really scared of this New Order murder cult. Yes. We are not sending her as our last line of defense. She ain't on that team.
1: With the, with the zombie squad.
2: She's the one that's bringing out the oranges and the water at halftime. Press release, something like that. Like we don't. She ain't out in the field. She didn't even lose her baby weight yet.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some weird... Sexual tension with her and the night slasher that's unclear. I wasn't sure if that was like his mom because she looks so much older, right? She looks like a Midwestern mom. I can't believe she was going to be on Seinfeld. What were we talking about there? But there's that scene where we first get the glimpse of her and him together, or soon after it's revealed now she's actually on the police force. But we have this setup. Do you guys remember where? She's talking to him. I don't know. I don't even remember really what's going on. It, it's not a great.
2: It's the whole movie. <laughs> so don't the whole really point know is
0: shoot so
1: people in motorcycles. That, that that's the whole point. And then you know they go to the, the steel mill.
0: Do you know how difficult it is to maneuver a motorcycle while trying to like up to a house on on dirt and then try to drive away? Like you're a much easier target when you're on a motorcycle. You're dealing with a much you got somebody on the back. It's heavier. This is like it made no sense. It was it was just obviously because it looked cool. I the,
2: think if you were really good at riding a motorcycle, though, like if you did it all the time and you were just motorcycle Mike out there,
0: still not better than getting on your feet and crawling maybe, up to the house because you can you can better take care of the sight lines.
2: Maybe he's got a
1: bad knee. Oh,
0: he's got a bad knee. <laughs> yeah,
1: all yeah, the... that's true. Arthritis is a problem.
0: The New Order guys, they do have bad knees from all that standing around and clanking axes. They—they they, That's what they do all day. They, they gotta sit down. This is their only opportunity to sit down.
2: This is If he's on
1: foot, he's a dead man. <laughs> Plus Stallone gets target practice, so it kind of works out.
0: Yeah, Stallone takes care of all of them and, uh, you know, saves the day and then His car is totaled, so he's just going to take one of the bikes that's conveniently standing there. There's my new ride. And he gets on with Brigitte Nielsen. And this is another thing, just like at the end of Point Break, that drove me fucking crazy, where Bodie is standing on the beach waiting for his set.
1: Yeah, I know. When he does his whole speech.
0: This drives me crazy because now he gets on the motorcycle and he's about to drive all the way back to L.A., getting on a motorcycle and driving on a highway. And I don't even know how they shot this because he's not wearing any sunglasses. So he has sunglasses on the entire movie indoors in a supermarket. But when he gets on a motorcycle, no eye protection at all. It is almost impossible to ride a motorcycle without any eye protection it's crazy because
2: no, he doesn't need it he doesn't worry about the wind drying out his eyes or anything like that bugs not
0: debris it's it's he's cobra
2: that's cobra he's got big balls
0: <laughs> if they held that camera shot just a little longer <laughs> that helicopter shot of him riding down we would just watch him careen off a cliff because he had to close his eyes
2: now okay jared you, you yeah. just brought up his balls again, which
1: <laughs> very important to mention this.
2: Yeah, you just said, you know, his balls, which got me thinking again about them.
1: <laughs> hey, dude, that must have hurt so much with those nuts to ride in a dirt bike.
2: Well, I don't know cuz you might get a may catch a little vibration, wouldn't that maybe be a little something that could be an enjoyable experience. I don't know. I don't really know how <laughs> balls work in that kind of
1: a No, it's not. It's not like women cuz like I, I think women kind of enjoy it more than men cuz you know, it's you know, I mean, I can't.
2: Okay. So, when I think about those jeans that he showed up in oh, yeah. to get the first bad guy in the grocery store I don't know how, I literally don't know how he fit his nuts in those pants.
0: He was rocking the skinny jeans before it was fashionable.
2: Does he have children? I bet he doesn't.
0: Oh, he does. Oh,
2: he, he does. does. Yeah. Well, let's get a DNA test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, he's, he froze some of his sperm before he started shooting Cobra. So he as soon as he sure. knew he
2: was going to go to Skinny's.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could do an entire show just on that supermarket scene because it's so ridiculous when he... All of a sudden, he's made his way to the back, and now he's standing within 10 feet of the guy and his hostages and has this banter. All these witty one-liners like, you know, go ahead. I don't shop here. It's, <laughs> it's a smart and final. It's not Gelson's. He can kill those people. So they're not, they are not—they don't have much to live for. But this is where we get the great line. Uh, the guy says, on the future, he says, you're the disease and I'm the cure. The
1: only problem that bothered me is he had no problem shooting everybody else. This one time you're gonna you're gonna hesitate to shoot the guy you've been trying to kill this whole time. It's like, well,
0: oh, he had a bomb and he had the detonator.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. The detonator.
2: Although I I have to wonder, this was made in 1986. Yes, it makes me question if maybe the. People on board
0: the Challenger didn't just blow themselves up because they were watching this movie. It was a very, oh, the Challenger was a very complex suicide. (laughs) It's a murder suicide. (laughs) It was probably the school teacher's plan.
2: (laughs) They were part of the new order.
0: My class, I believe it would have been kindergarten or it was first grade, they brought us into like the stage off of like the music room. And had us all sit down and watch the launch. We watched that launch oh, yeah, live. The lunch? Oh yeah! And after that happened, you know, we're kids. Like we were, I was. It was kindergarten or first grade. I can't remember. And, and I just remember, we're kids. We don't know what happened. We just like, oh, that was that was cool. And then the teachers had no idea what to say or do. They turned the TV off and they're kind of, I just have this vision of their mouths kind of agape. And then they just said, okay, we're going back to the classroom and said nothing about it because you know, they were terrified. Like, oh shit, (laughs) their parents are going to kill us. But it was wisconsin and uh you know parents didn't didn't really mind but they wanted to show us because it was a historic event right because the school teacher was going up and we all watched it yeah. live and then went home and discovered oh those people died uh. oh they were watching <laughs> yeah. cobra got it <laughs> yeah we, I, i'm surprised like that, that was the case with a lot of uh school children around the u.s
2: you know my sixth grade teacher mr scardino Uh Um, he put on the O.J. verdict. I remember we sat and watched the the reading of the O.J. verdict before he went to lunch.
0: Did he separate the class on this side of the room? We'll have the white kids. And on this side of the room, we'll have the black kids. Guys, let's watch and see what happens.
2: He put all the whites on one side and he put the black kid on the other.
0: That's pretty, that's nuts. I can't, I do remember them having actually the TVs on in the cafeteria at my high school for the OJ verdict. Yeah, I wasn't following it. The OJ
2: verdict, or the whole OJ Simpson trial was, I didn't watch any of the court proceedings, but I knew that it was a thing. Like I knew the story, I watched the Bronco get chased. I was like nine. I made OJ Simpson trial puppets for a class in fifth
0: grade. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You made OJ Simpson puppets? <laughs> Popsicle stick
2: puppets. Oh
0: my God. It's Puppet even worse. Stick it's hilarious. <laughs> oh.
2: Marsha Clark's. Uh, Mole was like on fleek, as you would say today. (laughs) It was like so embellished. It took over like half of her fucking face.
0: I can't believe you're a nine-year-old making O.J. Simpson courtroom puppets out of popsicle sticks. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) There needs to be an Aaron cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Then telling the music teacher, I don't respect you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I guess... Cobra may not have been the, uh, quite the conversation piece that I had anticipated because we spent most of this time talking about everything but Cobra. But we spent at least half the show talking about Stallone's nude pics from 1985. So that makes it, that makes it a success in my mind. Relevant. Does anybody have any, uh, other comments before we move to grades?
2: I have a fun little six degrees of separation between myself and Sylvester Stallone, aside from the fact that his one nude picture looks like my dad. Okay. When I was younger and I won the Little Miss New Jersey pageant, there was a national pageant that you then had to attend that was in Atlantic City and Frank Stallone was the MC. <laughs> that was,
0: that's probably the first item on his IMDb, too. <laughs> oh, poor Frank.
2: I think I, I like have a slight memory of him performing a number, singing. <laughs> he performed a
1: number? Did he do a Sinatra cover?
2: Dude, it was definitely Frank Sinatra. Probably sang uh, The Way You Look Tonight.
0: He does do music, right? I think they're they have a good relationship, he and uh, Sylvester. I don't think it was always good, but I think they're they're on good terms now. I don't know how I know that, but I think I know that somehow.
2: I'm talking shit, but I bet you if I like was hanging around Sylvester Stallone, I'd love him and thought he was a great guy.
0: Yeah, I think he does. Like that's what I was kind of uh, alluding to at the beginning when I was talking about how the crew said he did have a great uh, sense of humor. Um, he does seem like that. He does seem like kind of an egomaniac, but a guy who can still laugh at himself. And he does seem like a really charming, nice guy. Yeah, I think.
2: I, I mean, I I saw tonight firsthand. Yeah, and he- <laughs> why he has. The- the ego that he has.
0: He has made a lot of these fun, stupid movies, this one being one of them, and we're going to watch at least one more, and we'll probably, at some point, I think we do have to get to Over the Top, because that movie is a blast. And of course, it did Rocky in Rambo. So, shall we get to grades? Aaron? what do you give Cobra?
2: A Cobra's getting a D. Oh, <laughs> why? Now, I had thought to myself that you were trying to find a Sylvester Stallone companion piece to Demolition Man and that you just found on Google that he did this other movie where he was a cop and was like, oh, let's do this Cobra. (laughs) I had not realized that you had already seen this piece of shit (laughs)
0: Yo, I absolutely knew. So I'd seen this movie. I've never seen Demolition Man. For me, uh, Stallone cop double feature was all about an opportunity to do Cobra. And then I have no idea what's coming next with Demolition Man. I actually have no interest in watching Demolition Man because I think bad 80s action is more fun than 90s. 90s action, for some reason, does not appeal to me in the least. I don't think any of it. I didn't watch any of it. (laughs) I mean, I I guess I did see Speed and I saw The Rock. But other than that, yeah, 90s action seems like really bad to me. Whereas 80s action is bad, but in a kind of fun, stupid way. Even though this movie, again, like it was um, originally an X rating. They cut out like 40 minutes of, is there an extra 40 minutes? No, wait, not 40 (laughs) minutes. No, that can't be right. Hold on. Not an extra 40 minutes, but oh, it's originally two hours. So it's 30 more minutes. That's a lot, again, to get it down to that R rating. So yeah, I mean, th- there is kind of like a grittiness to this. This is also like a canon films movie as well, which also kind of makes it that kind of like a um, midnight movie, more along the lines of like uh, RoboCop and stuff.
2: I Yeah, I just, I wouldn't, if you're listening out there, which I don't know why you would be listening out <laughs> there because... <laughs> They're not. We're reviewing Cobra right now.
0: People Um, love this movie.
2: If for some reason you hit something on your phone and it like knocked you into this and now you're listening, it's not worth watching
0: whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. What a shame. Jared?
2: But do check out Sylvester Stallone's Cock and Balls. Yes.
0: What is the grade on those?
2: So we're looking at a flaccid penis. That's going to get an A on the flaccidity. Okay. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure that's not a word, but I like it. Um, his nuts are, and not that any woman is like, you know what I like is a guy that has huge nuts. Yeah. But I think it would just be, it'd be one of those things where you would just, while they were sleeping, you'd just be staring at his nuts. Like,
0: (laughs) God, (laughs) that's, that's terrifying. I can't. I, You wake up you wake up in the middle of the night, Aaron's got a flashlight, and she's just staring at your nuts. Oh, my Taking God. Taking a
2: picture to send to my mom. Do you believe this?
1: Taking selfies with him? Dude, oh, that would be a great selfie.
0: Jared, come in and defend this movie from Aaron's <laughs> blasphemous D grade. Oh, man. I'm giving it a C plus. Whoa. That's low.
2: I think it's high.
1: What, you want me to give it a B? You
2: give it whatever <laughs> no. you're
1: going to give it. I'm not... Be true to your heart. <laughs> it's either C plus or B minus. It's like right in between there for me.
2: C plus. You already said C plus.
0: Yeah, you already said C plus. But why is C plus?
1: Like Aaron said, the plot fucking made no sense. But it was entertaining. It made, trust me, I was laughing when I was watching this movie. It's, it's one of those movies that's so bad you have to watch. Especially if you like Stallone. It, this is like every stereotypical 80s action movie. And by the way, every 80s action movie, the partner always gets shot up and he never dies. He, he goes to the ambulance. He's like, oh, I need gummy bears and a beer. Let's do it after that. Oh,
2: wait. See, I missed that part. I thought that guy
1: died. He lives.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, he lives.
1: <laughs> 80s rule partner is about to die, but isn't dead.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Like I this is by no means I'm not making a case like I made a case for showgirls. This is not like a quality movie like Showgirls was. But this is oh a so God. this is a so bad that it's good. I was laughing. I don't remember laughing as much the first time as I did this time, but like this movie was a blast because it's so stupid and there are choices made that blow your mind. Cutting the pizza with the scissors, Stallone picking up that hamburger off the counter when they're in the restaurant after Brigitte Nielsen has use an entire bottle of ketchup on our fries. And there's so much that is just insane and it's hysterical. That car chase. Laugh out loud funny. Its politics are questionable, but it's but they're so bizarre and it's like, how can you seriously how can you take this movie seriously with its approach to it's the laugh. rule of law? Like, oh everything is, you, you know, it's, it's the judges that are the problem. It's the law that's the problem. We have to just be able to go in and kill these people and I don't know if that really works again Stallone's character killed 41 people in this movie <laughs> it's like it's it's nuts so as an entertaining watch i would give this a b just cuz it's fun you should watch it it's it's a great ride and it's it's not too long it's not like 2 hours it's an hour and a half you can Sit down and enjoy this. There's never really any slow moments because even the moments where there's no action, you're just kind of perplexed at what is going on in here. He's terrorizing these Latino guys who are just sitting in their car listening to Gloria Estefan. Why? Because they didn't park correctly.
2: Oh, yeah. She was big in this.
0: Yeah. It's just so much fun. And it's gratuitously violent, although it's not as violent as it wanted to be. They cut that out to get the R rating. And, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like RoboCop. We could have actually paired this more with RoboCop. RoboCop being a better quality movie and this one just being kind of stupid fun. It's just crazy to see Stallone and how he (laughs) is portrayed. It's almost a window into his mind, I think, with this movie and how he thinks of himself. So uh, good fun. Solid B and a recommend to watch.
2: And uh, just a reiteration on the recommendation for the picture. It
0: won't take as much
2: time and.
0: Turn your uh, safe search off. Go Google Stallone Playboy 1985 and uh, enjoy Pixar's Dick. Or just do Sylvester
2: Stallone Dick. Okay. Yeah. And look for the one where he's writing a screenplay for Cobra.
0: (laughs) He had to write it nude. That is
1: hilarious
2: with
0: the pen. (laughs) As one final note to go out on here, this movie was based on a book called Fair Game by Paula Gosling. Fair Game was actually a movie, I think, that came out in the 90s. And when this movie came out, it is reported, I don't know if it's been actually confirmed, when the movie Cobra came out, Stallone reached out to Paula Gosling to ask if she could remove her name from the book and have Sylvester Stallone be the author (laughs) of that book (laughs) so that they could pair it with Cobra and he could now be the author of the book. If that is true, that is insane. That is absolutely insane. And I think that's perfect to pair with that image of Stallone naked writing because he's writing, he's actually just writing his, crossing out Paula Gosling's name there and writing (laughs) Sylvester Stallone on her manuscript. Guys, I think that'll do it. Our next movie, as you've heard referenced already, is Demolition Man. So the second in our Stallone Cops double feature. We'll be back with that in a couple weeks. In the meantime, if you want to find out more about this show, head on over to Bandcast.com. Follow us at Bandcast on Twitter. Send us your emails to Bandcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next time.
2: I am not sexually stimulated, but I am tickled pink.